Miamians and listeners from around the world, welcome to another episode of Miami Global Net. Today's guest, we have Jeff Lennon, Vice President of Strategic Sales and Global Partnerships at VisionBox. They use biometrics, especially your face biometrics, at the border for a seamless travel and a more secure experience. VisionBox is a multinational technology company headquartered in Lisbon, Portugal, with offices here in Miami. They are dedicated to improving quality, convenience, efficiency, and security in government services, travel, border control, and all smart facilities. Join us to learn about what they do and how they use biometrics. Jeff will explain what a passenger journey looks like and their plans for the future. Remember to subscribe to the podcast and sign up for the newsletter information in the show notes. Welcome to Miami Global Net Podcast, where we showcase the people and organizations that support Miami's international landscape. Learn from local business owners, startups, diplomats, and community leaders. Get to know the tools and services that are out there that help you invest and grow in South Florida. Miami is a true global city where one can live and do business with a global reach. Jeff, how are you? Welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us today. Pleasure. I'm very well on yourself, Alejandro. Thanks for having me. I'm good. Thank you. You are joining us from uh, from Portugal. Lisbon. Right? Correct. Lisbon. Lisbon. Sunny Lisbon. Sunny Lisbon. Oh, that's right. Because it is over there. It is 2 p.m. Nice. So before we talk about Vision Box, which I'm pretty excited about because it's security technology, deals with, with planes and airports, which I'm a big fan of. So, But Jeff, so where are you originally from? So I'm basically a mixture of the European landscape. I'm a half French, half English, born in Germany and married to a Portuguese lady living in Portugal for the past 11 years now. And I have two kids, 22 and 14 years old, studying in the country. So you, you say you were born in Germany? Yes, I, I, I was. So what brought you to Portugal? I mean, my father was English engineer in uh, American bases in Germany, and then came to France. My mother is French, so I spent most of my life in France. And I'm with, I'm with my wife for 27 years now, even though I'm still a young man, and she's Portuguese. So that's how I discovered the country back in 94 and found, fell in love with the country, with the lady, with everything. And uh, in 2010, we moved here to spend the rest of our life. From first-hand experience, Lisbon was beautiful. I mean, I went there with uh, briefly with a small delegation of business people and with the mayor of the city of Miami, and we had a, we had a great time. Everybody was super nice. The place was amazing, and the opportunities um, for business were were there. Yeah, definitely. Lisbon in Portugal is kind of the Silicon Valley of Europe right now. There is a lot of innovation, startups, uh, not just tourism, but uh, technological capability and vision box is one of the uh, stars of, of the unicorns in the country uh, delivering value uh, beyond Europe and, and uh, worldwide, including in the US. Were you always in the, how would you call your space in the aerospace security? security yeah, security industry. I've been, I've spent my life between two main big multinationals, uh, American and German companies for the past 20 years, working for international engagements, delivering solutions in the critical infrastructure space, major venues, stadiums, airports, uh, refineries, uh, so a lot of industrial and 
public spaces where security is at the, the top of the agenda. And when I moved to Portugal, I wanted a way different challenge, looking for a startup and entrepreneur type activity. And I found Vision Box, which was really a small company, 80 people at the time, uh, delivering value to airports in EU, uh, using biometrics at the border, which was quite new in 2007 when they started to do that. I joined in 2012. Um, so that has been a perfect match between my international background, multicultural experience, bringing my technological knowledge as well with a very innovative uh, local player, but with a huge appetite to conquer the world. So you, so let's dive into Vision Box. You mentioned biometrics at the border. For those that don't know, what are biometrics? So biometrics basically is something very unique to you. Uh, what we are looking at mainly is the face or your fingerprints, your iris. Uh, there are many other biometric modalities. Could be your voice, could be your heartbeat. Uh, could be the palm of your hand. So everything that is unique to you, where mathematically you can identify coordinates, uh, mathematical models that are unique to an individual. That's what biometrics is about. In the context of border control, for between the, the mid-90s up to obviously 9-11, which was a breakthrough in terms of border management and changing the landscape of how you manage inbound and outbound people at the border because of the sad happenings of, of 9-11 in the US, the biometric passport came uh, into the picture. And part of the biometric passport ecosystem, you have an electronic chip inside where you have your face and you have your fingerprints. For data protection reasons, fingerprints are not accessible to all the governments. Only the government of issuance can verify your fingerprints. And even some countries are against that. Now, face, and that's what the founders of our company understood very quickly in 2006, became a huge business case. Uh, facial recognition 15 years ago didn't have the performance it has today, but it was already very promising, widely accepted from a society standpoint, much more than fingerprint or iris, it's less uh, intrusive. Uh, and they have the idea that since the introduction of this passport with the biometric inside, why not automating the process at the border, allowing to verify if you are really who you pretend to be, take the burden away from the, the border guards, the police officers, automate the process for the bona fide, the good guys, while the police can focus on the bad guys and really do their police work and investigation work. And that all started as a pilot in Portugal. Uh, as Portugal was the fifth country in the world to introduce the biometric passport, the relationship with the US was uh, already uh, very dynamic and uh, there was a lot of exchange between the two countries. So embracing the visa waivers program was uh, a ramp for us to, to innovate. And when we started, everybody on the industry was looking at, you're crazy, it will never work. It's about fingerprint, fingerprint, fingerprint. But I said, no, if you want to create a global interoperable capability, facial is the future. And we were right. Today, we are the best practice. 99% uh, of the European member states are using uh, facial recognition in Europe. The US have moved towards facial, uh, and we will talk about that in a few minutes, namely uh, customs and border protection. Uh, and the rest of the world is also moving towards face, not just because it's convenient for the border, but because it enables way beyond the border the capability to manage a digitization process where you have no more need to show your passport, to show a body pass, to show your credentials, your biometric becomes the key to transact with multiple stakeholders in society, either private or public parties. 
So you're saying this could go beyond customs and border protection to interact with other, maybe local or other companies and services? Definitely. So uh, I'll give you an example. Uh, We have been doing that for more than 10 years and we own today more or less 40% of the market in terms of border automation using facial biometrics. There is a vision part of an organization called IATA, the International Air and Transport Association, that delivers a concept and a framework called One ID, where the dream is that at some point your face becomes the token to transact with public and private stakeholders within the entire airport journey, or even beyond at the travel and tourism industry level, with hotels, with rent-a-cars, with casinos, with crews. Uh, so you can fully digitize the uh, the experience and obviously COVID-19 has accelerated the adoption of this touchless technology. Uh, so what we have done at the border in 2015 out of a small island not very far from Miami which is Aruba in the Caribbean we worked together with KLM with Schiphol Airport with the local authorities to enable a pilot that would demonstrate that what we do at the border between those two doors could be extended into the entire passenger journey at the airport, and we made it happen. That was the the first time a company could deliver this end-to-end experience, and it became kind of a blueprint for others to follow. So since then, many airports have been uh, following the path. Schiphol in in the Netherlands, Dubai, Miami is on the way, Uh, other uh, American airports, Los Angeles, Houston, JFK, we are delivering solutions in those airports. Uh, and, And it's now, accelerating because of the digitization of, uh, of passports. Uh, and, and we are leading the path. It's a new market. And the U.S. is a fantastic uh, ecosystem to, to grow this. So talking about the passenger journey, so where can I encounter your technology? Let's say, uh, let's, let's use the Miami International Airport as an example for those Miamians that are listening. They can visualize at least someone has gone through the airport at the Miami International so where, yeah. where in the process would I encounter your tech? So um, CBP, so Customs and Border Protection, we are very much focused on, on manned border. So the officer, the CBP agent that is taking care of you when you arrive in the U.S., asking questions, getting your fingerprints and, and stress, a little bit the, the, doing some risk-based assessment. In 2013, CBP decided to finally implement automation at the border to kill the queues, those three or four hours queues during Thanksgiving or other peak time of the year. And we were the first to introduce what we call automated passport control kiosks in Miami in 2013 and 14. And CBP introduced facial recognition at those kiosks. So between 14 and recently, well, they, they, commi- they decommissioned the entire solution. They are moving towards the next generation. We had around 200 inbound kiosks in Miami. So any US Canadian visa waivers, green cards could enter the border in 70 seconds, producing the passport, doing facial recognition, fingerprint questions, uh, confirming a flight. And then you could go to an officer with a ticket with no cross on it, and you could cross the border faster. That was a revolution. Uh, And that has been a revolution for more than 45 airports in the US. I got the cross once. <laughs> it's been a while since I traveled, so I, you know, I wasn't surprised. But uh, so when you were coming in to the United States in the Miami International Airport, you encounter those kiosks if you're an American, Canadian, or green card holders that goes up to your face, take you fill it in, 
That's you guys. That's awesome. Exactly. That's us. That's us. And we, we have been engaging with CBP on all the, those pilots, innovation trials, at the land border, at the sea border, at the air borders. And Miami has been always at the forefront of innovation at the airport. We are right now discussing with cruise companies to implement also the technology in the, the cruise terminals. So it's, it's becoming the new normal, I would say. You mentioned also you want to incorporate more of the whole a passenger experience in the Miami International Airport. If everything goes well with your, you know, pending contracts and stuff, from that kiosk, what else can we expect from Vision Box? So what what you can expect is the outbound journey when you leave from Miami to go somewhere else in Europe or in uh, international travel in the first place. Uh, domestic doesn't have yet uh, this capability, but it's coming. And uh, so you could, from checking at home with your mobile phone, with the CBP app or the airline app, enroll your profile, take the selfie, associate your passport and your boarding pass. And when you reach at the airport, from check-in or baggage drop, TSA, uh, moving to the lounge or boarding the plane, your face could become your token. So we have done a lot of pilots, different initiatives, and Miami is right now uh, about to invest uh, in part of the journey, they have a, a, a nice vision, the end-to-end vision. It's going to be gradual, but that's what you can expect in a few months, in a few years, gradually coming uh, at Miami Airport, also in some cruise terminals. So you could arrive in the U.S., go through the border very fast using biometrics, and CBP would already know that you are coming on the cruise so they can prepare the journey with industry partners like Visionbox. And when you go through the terminal, your face will allow you to breathe through the terminal, and you can start to, to consume the, the cruise ship and uh, the whole entertainment program that is ready for you faster. No more big queues, big hassle, uh, social distancing that may remain for a while. So we are delivering that value for all the stakeholders. It's more security, but it's more convenient. And, and the best result for us is when passengers, travelers, citizens uh, ask if they can do it again which is quite amazing. Can you imagine the stress moment of crossing the border? Usually you never know what's going to happen if you are, look like a, a criminal, but you have people asking to bother police, can I do it again? I lacked it. And that's, that's what we want to deliver uh, as value. It's that people enjoy it, still they are giving their best without being conscious about it. And the government can trust who's coming in, who's getting out of the country, and then deliver value in terms of um, uh, non aviation or non-maritime revenue, which is about amenities, duty-free, uh, consuming the, the services those companies are offering. Walk me through the, through the process one more time. Let's say I buy my ticket on American Airlines here on my phone, right? And then as I'm on my way in my Uber, on my way to the airport, I check in, right, on my phone. And right. then this is without you guys yet. Then I get there. I normally don't do any baggage, you know, my, me and my little carry-on. I go straight to the TSA checkpoint, right? And then they look at my, they double check my phone, you know, that, that I have the right, I'm in the right place. I go through TSA and then I approach my gate. And then I wait until the American Airlines ladies say, call the, the seats. They check my, they check me in bleep, with my phone, right? I put my phone in the little thing and it turns green. And then I go through. Did I miss any of the regular of the regular process? Did I miss anything? 
that's the current process with your mobile phone indeed uh-huh. uh, still you need still you need to show your passport if you fly international the airline oh. has the, like, the accountability to make sure you are you and you are the owner of the ticket so that's why biometrics comes into place to associate your tickets your documents your travel documents your passports and your face is the key to this information so from the moment you check in on your app the biometrics, the boarding pass data is shared with the airport, with the airline in a responsible manner in terms of data protection. And that's a very important subject. And when you arrive at the airport, everybody has prepared the journey for you. They are expecting you. So they can provide a personalized experience. They can treat you like a VIP, even though you might not be in the VIP category. But since you are onboarding on this uh, digital experience, at every step of the journey, your face becomes your token, your key to show to TSA, yes, I'm good to go. CBP, yes, I'm good to go. American Airlines, oh, welcome, Alejandro, you are on flight one, two, three to uh, the Bahamas. Welcome, please uh, have a seat. And that's where you combine security and facilitation, plus in the new world, health credentials. In the context of the US, we have recently done a partnership with a startup called Airsign Mobile. They're actually a CBP partner, the partner of Customs and Border Protection. They do the mobile app to control your passport with CBP. And they have extended this feature to upload COVID tests, vaccine, yes, no, again, with a privacy first approach. So every time you will need to cross a step leaving or entering the US, you could use also those credentials to show anonymously a green or a red flag to the stakeholders, to the parties that need to make sure you are healthy, you have been vaccinated or you have a COVID test done within the limited time. So you are good to go. You will not be refused at boarding. You can land on the country of destination with all the pleasure of visiting again and traveling again, thanks to digital capability, biometrics, and privacy first solutions. So Jeff, I know you and I met here when you guys were opening your headquarters here in Miami, right? So it's very, first, welcome to Miami. You know, you. Uh, even though you guys have been here for a while, but still, welcome to Miami. And uh, so w- why Miami? Why did you guys choose Miami? That's, that's a good question. Uh, we, we have been working in the U.S. and through the U.S. since 2013. But when we started to develop the relationship with Miami Airport, with CBP, and looking at how strategically Miami is positioned, we are based in Portugal. Uh, we could have chosen Washington, we could have chosen New York. We have operations in Washington, given the federal business we are entertaining with different government agencies. But we have a lot of business also in Latin America, in South America, in the Caribbean. And Portugal, Miami is a direct flight. It's seven hours, very convenient and very appealing when we want to export talents to propose to some of the locals in Portugal, do you want to go to the US? Do you want to work out of Miami to build the operation, to create local knowledge, hire our next generation team for the US? Miami is obviously very attractive. Washington, a little bit less. New York is very expensive, less connected to the business we are part of. And again, Miami is the gateway to any South, Central, or Caribbean destination in a number of few hours, from one to two hours, up to five, six, seven, but direct flights. So that's the carrefour of the North, the South, and Europe. Perfect destination for us. Very good location, good weather, multicultural environments, which is very similar to what we do on a daily basis. We manage demographics, ethnics in a responsible way. We work with so many different people. 
uh, again, Miami for us was quite natural place to establish the company. So actually Vision Box is incorporated in the US out of Miami, we're in Brico. Uh, and uh, we have built indeed when you were at those uh, at this integration in 2018, not just our offices, but a center of excellence. So we have a lab, we have testing capability, we are recruiting, even through the pandemic, we are growing the team to expand into our North America operation, but also covering some of the South uh, Latin America, Central American Caribbean uh, operations we have in Aruba, in St. Martin, in Curaçao, um, Colombia, Mexico, Argentina. Uh, it's very convenient. And um, the way we have been welcomed by the community, by yourselves, by the different uh, organizations in Miami has been amazing. And, we see a natural fit from the culture the company has out of a Latin South uh, European-based uh, ecosystem that, that's close to us. So for us, it's the perfect balance and the way to go forward into further growing uh, our operation, hire local, train local, build local, to contribute back to, to the American society and, and further build up the business. What is your favorite part about Miami so far? My favorite part of Miami? Whoa, there are, there are many. <laughs> that, was, that was always a tricky question. <laughs> I mean, the whole artistic part of Miami, those different areas where you can find uh, street art, uh, there are a variety of artists coming from all over the world, delivering uh, visuals, walls, pieces. I'm, I'm very much an artistic person as well. I'm, I'm DJing on my uh, hobby time. And I come to the US in Miami also to look for records, vinyl, so the whole Latin culture looking for music, uh, quite amazing. Did you say you DJ on your, on your extra time? Yes, I've been, I've been a professional DJ for the past 30 years. I had a label, a publishing company on the sides, always working corporate, developing the business very passionately, but I have awesome. that artistic part, you know? And my name is Lennon, I guess not for nothing. It <laughs> <laughs> was your DJ. What did you have an official DJ name? I have to. I have to ask. No, that's my name, Jeff Lennon. Jeff Lennon. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's cool. But cool. I only play vinyl. I'm an old-fashioned guy. I play the analog sounds, hot sound, warm sound, and Miami is an amazing place. You have so many good locations where you can hear good music, and and that's also why personally I like Miami. So Jeff, one more question before I know that we're running out of time. So I wanted to talk to you about your design. I'm looking at your website here on the side and it's very clean, very nice. I mean, it's because people are going to encounter more cameras now. You know, if, if the whole vision box vision um, is realized through the whole passenger journey, we're expecting more cameras, right? So talk to me about the design. Yeah, design is at the center of everything we do. Um, from the very first start, we were only a software house. But when our founders, and especially Miguel Lightman, our CEO that you met at the inauguration, is, is an engineer, an aerospace engineer by, by trade, and he was always very much concerned about the human-to-machine interaction. So when we went to market to buy some machines, kiosks, e-gates, cameras, nothing was fulfilling our vision on how the human has to interact. We need to create emotional uh, momentum with the people when they interact with the machine. So the design, uh, beyond being nice, and we are some, some, sometimes called the iPhone or the Apple of the, of the biometric uh, space because That's of good. this very clean, white, yeah, it's a fantastic feedback. Um, the ergonomics, every detail, every curve, every reflection, every material choice is 
done with something in mind, which is the experience, the ergonomics, being inclusive. Our solutions are available to people with disabilities all the time, uh, according to US legislation as well. So we are extremely focused on making sure it's scalable, it's robust, um, it's uh, going through time of seven, eight years life cycle very well with minimum maintenance, uh, but it still looks very good and very appealing. And it provides also a consistent, distinctive, distinctive experience to people. When they start to identify the design and the look and feel, it becomes like 20 years ago, you were going at the ATM, you had to figure out how it works. Now, I guess you can get cash out almost with eyes uh, shut, right? That's the same. We want people to interact very fluidly, very naturally with the solutions. And the design is a key element of that. So I really appreciate the feedback that will please a lot of people that are working hard in the engineering space. Uh, and everything is built, manufactured, designed out of Portugal. There is a lot of capability in the country, which we are now trying to export to the US. And uh, who knows one day, maybe manufacture out of the US as the market grows substantially. Jeff, thank you so much to uh, joining us on this podcast today and talking about Vision Box and with the work that you guys are doing. I think it's great. And uh, thanks again. Thanks for having me. It was a pleasure. Looking forward to see you again uh, face to face in Miami soon. Looking forward.